Blackhawks Live. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, time to talk hockey, time to talk Hawks. Landeskog pounds one in on goal, pad save made by Fleury. Toad a shot and a kick save made by Fleury. And another save by Fleury in the butterfly position. He'll fire from the right circle and a shoulder save made by Fleury. Big save by Fleury in the butterfly position. Minnesota obviously was a very favorable location for him and I'm glad we could work out something that worked for the Wild and, and Mark and also the Blackhawks. It's time for Blackhawks Live. Everly around left circle to go. Oh, and he got a wide up at the shit, and he was robbed by Marc-Andre Fleury as he dove across the crease. That is the save of the year for the Hawks. Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. It's go time. More fantastic work by our own Ernie Scatton putting together that very timely open. And unfortunately... Our last barrel of Marc-Andre Fleury trades, rather Marc-Andre Fleury saves, as the flower has been traded over to the Minnesota Wild. The Blackhawks also moving Ryan Carpenter at the deadline. We'll be talking about those moves. We'll be talking about the Brandon Hagel move. And we'll also be talking about a little dispute between a couple of Kyles in the NHL front offices. He's Chris Bowden of WGN-TV. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Happy trade deadline finality, Chris Bowden. Yeah, we've been waiting for this uh, day for quite some time as we kind of figured where the Hawks were heading for a couple of months now. And um, the list of names of potentially moving elsewhere. I'm I'm surprised there weren't more moves made today, quite frankly, but uh, Kyle Davidson had an explanation for that as well. And, and Calvin DeHaan, as a matter of fact, who is not out the door, just <laughs> tweeted out just a minute or two ago, still here. Sorry, guys. Uh, as he uh, winds down his contract here, and there's a number of other guys who are entering restricted free agency that Kyle Davidson still has a hold of and is going to have to make some important decisions on moving forward. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more as the show goes on. But in the end, two deals made today, and uh, the big one that kind of rocked everybody last Thursday or Friday, Friday it was, uh, with Brandon Hagel going to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Good for him, and sorry to see him go, but when I think you look at the big picture in jumping ahead to that subject, which we'll get into a little bit more, a uh, couple years left on Brandon Hagel's contract, I believe two more. And what would he want to be paid in two years? Where would the Hawks be in two years? And uh, what will the Hawks have done with the assets that they got in return? The only unfortunate thing is that one of those assets don't involve any return draft-wise for this year. So, But they got a couple of interesting bodies back. I'm sure we'll discuss that, too. But uh, the big story, of course, today is Marc-Andre Fleury heading north to a division rival. The Blackhawks are done with the Minnesota Wild this season. And the Blackhawks will receive a second-round pick from the Minnesota Wild for this season. Unless, however, the Minnesota Wild make it all the way to the Western Conference Final this playoff run. How about it? Man, uh, the Blackhawks should have some Minnesota Wild watch parties at bars or something (laughs) this summer. Uh, Not only that, and I I do want to pick a little bit at this, but yeah, the Minnesota Wild make it to the Western Conference Final, and Marc-Andre Fleury is responsible for at least four of the wins to make it to the Western Conference Final, then the Blackhawks will indeed pick up a first-round pick from the Minnesota Wild. Hockey is really the only sport that really implements this, and I just... 
was the last part really necessary for the Minnesota Wild? And and Fleury's got to have four wins, by the way. You know, it's like you make it to the conference final. Shouldn't that be enough? Who who cares how you got there? Something tells me that uh, by the end of the season. Cam Talbot's going to kind of slide, slide over to the side, and Mark Andre Fleury will will take that blue paint. Um, he's the backup tonight against his former team, the Vegas Golden Knights. He is in uniform and uh, suited up as the backup tonight as Talbot takes the net. But I think eventually uh, Mark Andre Fleury will be the guy. And now it's a matter of if you're looking at the standings right now, it'll be a Minnesota Wild St. Louis Blues first round series. So. Uh, all the more reason for Blackhawks fans to be anti-St. Louis. Too, I was going to say, yeah. It's not, if, if it plays out that way. Not going to be that hard for Hawks fans to root against the Blues. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, yes, is already in a Minnesota Wild uniform. He was there uh, at the XL Energy Center taking warm-ups as they host the Vegas Golden Knights, but he is Cam Talbot's backup today. The Hawks do not see... Uh, the Minnesota Wild, again, we do have a question based off of that, though, for our Boykies giveaway. Our friends over at Boykies, B-O-I-K-E-Y-S dot com, hooking you up once again with another giveaway. But uh, let's get to the little dispute that all of a sudden kind of came to be right as the closing moments of the NHL trade deadline. Brandon Hagel was moved last week. Marc-Andre Fleury was moved earlier this morning. But apparently there was a deal that hadn't been made between Toronto and the Blackhawks that was speculated to be those two guys, Marc-Andre Fleury and Brandon Hagel, heading over to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Peter Mrazek, Matthew Nyes, a prospect, and a couple of first-round picks, or at least first-round picks, plural. That deal had not been made, and this was reported by TSN's Darren Drager uh, a couple of days ago. So that deal had not been made, but apparently of Toronto's front office, Kyle Dubas not happy that that information had been leaked, and he holds Kyle Davidson to blame. Far down the road, did you get on getting story from Chicago? I, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed that that conversation is public. It's not, I'm not criticizing you. I just, I've never had that before where... Um, these specifics like that have been made public, and I think, frankly, it's probably a conversation to ask Kyle Davidson on his availability in Chicago. Um, not not really. I'm aware of his comments, and uh, that'll be something I address in private with, with Kyle at the right time. So uh, some pretty plain and simple answer there coming from Kyle Davidson at the end right there. That was Darren Drager that was asking Kyle Dubas that question and his response, and then Kyle Davidson's response to that. But, uh, you know, this is... I just feel like we don't know enough. We don't know enough about what had transpired with all this. But this is Kyle Davidson's first year in this job. You really think that he'd just be okay leaking that information out to somebody? I'm not calling Kyle Dubas a liar, but that just seems like a pretty bold statement on somebody who's been the general manager of the Blackhawks for just a couple of months right now. Well, perhaps it doesn't necessarily have to mean that Kyle Davidson was the one who may have true, spilled the beans. True. It could have been, you know, uh, one of his underlings. If in case, if that is, in fact, the case, Blackhawks have always been very airtight. We've learned of trades uh moments before they happen, before they become official, usually. Uh, that's how airtight they've been. It's been the same way in Toronto with Kyle Dubas as well. So now we have dueling Kyles going at each other, a couple of young general managers, and apparently what Darren Drager reported, or I, I'm not exactly sure who reported the details of that trade first, but it must have been pretty spot on for Kyle Dubas to take that kind of umbrage with the right. fact that uh, that, in fact, was the deal that was put in place. Now, since then, Mrazek has been placed on waivers. They've gone out and gotten uh, 
um, another uh, goaltender. Uh, well, they had Carter Hutton come in along the way, uh, but they've obviously been very unhappy with their goaltending. And the other thing to consider is we still don't know whether Marc-Andre Fleury would have given a green light to going to Toronto as well. From what I understand, um, he didn't want to go into a situation where his family would have to cross the border to see him or go through those complications that unfortunately are still in place. It's not that way in Minnesota. So, um yeah, it, it's very unusual. Both of these organizations have always been airtight in keeping those rumors to a minimum until deals are just about to be made uh, made to happen. So, um, yeah, it must have been <laughs> that must have been the deal spot on that may have been going down the pike. And however, for whatever reasons, it fell apart. Uh, uh, Nice would have been a nice get for the mm-hmm. Blackhawks, right up their alley in terms of what they're looking for. University of Minnesota kid who's averaging a point a game at that NCAA powerhouse, uh, 19 years old, a big forward. So uh, that would have been a nice get. So from that standpoint, the Blackhawks, if they wanted to make that deal, uh, it wouldn't have benefited them if in case in case it leaked and you know if, if that was a final straw. I don't think that was the final straw. I think that may have had more to do with Mark Andre Fleury's desires and. You know, uh, Alan Walsh, who we've talked to uh, talked about for the last couple of weeks, did say again today that Kyle was very upfront with Mark and himself uh, about keeping that line of communication open and trying to appease to Mark Andre's wishes as the trade deadline approaches with uh, where he would and wouldn't go. Alan Walsh was getting a lot of people's wheels turning yesterday when Marc-Andre Fleury made a save and Walsh just tweeted out a flower emoji and then everyone starts speculating that Marc-Andre Fleury's on the move. I couldn't believe that because clearly Kyle Davidson was keeping Marc-Andre Fleury in the loop this entire process. You really think he's going to make a move mid-game while Marc-Andre Fleury is suited up on the ice? What, is he going to go down there in the second intermission and be like, hey, uh, by the way, Minnesota's kind of interested. Is Are you sure that's okay? You sure that's okay to head there? Um, a few other things that you brought up is things that Kyle Davidson had talked about. Uh, transparency of, okay, normally you're used to the Blackhawks locking down, not letting information leak. Kyle Davidson is a guy that has been preaching transparency, and that's what he wants to bring to this position and bring with his relationship to the players. Uh, we'll talk to him, or what rather we'll have some sound from him talking about that with how he plans on bringing that transparency over here when he just moved a very fan and team-friendly guy in Brandon Hagel. A lot of guys were vocal about that. Seth Jones, Jonathan Taves, Derek King, the interim uh, head coach, was uh, pretty vocal about that. But I do like how Kyle Davidson had responded to it, just basically sticking to his guns. Um, And also, like we said earlier, keeping Marc-Andre Fleury in the loop. It seems like he did not even go pretty far with discussions with any teams until he had the okay for Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, We're going to get to plenty of sound from Kyle Davidson, both about Marc-Andre Fleury and Brandon Hagel, and maybe some other stuff too. Um, But we do have a Boyke's Prize Pack to give away before we get to our first break. We're giving away a Boyke's Prize Pack. As always, it's biltong. It's not beef jerky. It's like beef jerky. But it's better for you. It's healthier. It's gluten free. It's Biltong. And our friends at Boykeys, B O I K E Y S dot com, will hook you up using the promo code WGN Radio. Also, I believe there's a promo code called Joe Puck. Use it. Let me know what comes of it. I still don't know. Uh, but our question of the day to give you a free Boykeys prize pack. Out of the players of the Blackhawks that were moved around the trade deadline this year, who do Blackhawks fans have the opportunity to see once again at the United Center 
this year. Out of the players moved to the trade deadline this year, who are they still able to go back to the United Center and see at least for one game? Standing ovation. Standing First ovation. Intermission. I don't think I don't know if they'll have a tribute video for this one. Maybe, maybe. Well, we'll talk about it if you got the right answer. Again, <laughs> B-O-I-K-E-Y-S dot com, 312-981-7200. What former Blackhawk who had been traded will be making a return to the United Center later on this year? This is Blackhawks Live. We're breaking down the trade deadline here on 720 WGN. Well, we're still here. Sorry, guys. That's what Calvin Nahan tweeted just a few moments ago. You're listening to Blackhawks Live. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Uh, good work by Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, digging through and resurfacing that tweet of Calvin Nahan telling uh, the media back on October 1st. I'm still here. Sorry, guys. And I remember people being kind of surprised. Wait, people think they don't like Calvin Nahan? He's That's a, impossible. He's a great guy. He's a great player. He... Uh, runs his own brewery, his microbrew, and like, but at the same by the same time, I can't believe that there was with some of these teams needing these these playoff teams needing depth on the blue line. I can't believe there may have been not have been one team out there, and I don't know what Kyle's line was with what he was willing to accept or not accept for an soon to be unrestricted free agent. But I, I'm surprised for that kind of quality defenseman for these playoff bound teams. Perhaps not to give up a third or a fourth. Now, whether that was good enough for Kyle, I'm not sure. But I would think that's kind of the asking price. Um, you know, you'd kind of want someone, uh, something in return for a guy who, big picture wise, probably is not going to be here after the end of this season. But he's been a warrior and he's been a, a real good interview along the way, too. When asked about players who did not get moved, and I'm right there with you, I thought Calvin Ahan was going to be. The first guy moved after Marc-Andre Fleury today. Um, Kyle Davidson went ahead and said, we can't force something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically he said, we can't materialize things that aren't there. Uh, I wonder, yeah, maybe maybe he was just being pretty stern about what he was going to get in return, because I would almost think, you know, you're in a position to be a seller, why not just sell and, and get what you ever can, but... Uh, I do think Calvin DeHaan's a valuable piece in that locker room, regardless of where the team is at. Um, so maybe that's something that went into the decision-making. But no, I, I'm totally with you there. And, and yeah, if you consider, okay, Calvin DeHaan only has 19 games left in his Blackhawks career, uh, whether you'd want to get anything and everything you possibly can for him at the trade deadline. But you bring up an interesting point. This room has lost two very popular guys, and uh, it's going to be an interesting watch to me about how they respond. Uh, The effort, I know, from what I understand, was there pretty well after the shock of the Hagel trade on Saturday. I'm not sure what to make of last night's game, but um, 19 games to go with Hagel and now Fleury gone. I think they'll be fine, but you just you just never know whether, especially going out on the road. Derek King played it as though, okay, we're going to go out on the road. We're going to bond once again with what we have. The trade deadline's over, but uh, I'm going to find it interesting to to see how they respond uh, to these games coming up against the Ducks, the Kings, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Calvin DeHaan was not moved, but Brandon Hagel, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Ryan Carpenter were to three different teams. So our Boyke's question of this week was, what player... 
coming back from what team would be the only player that Blackhawks fans could see once again at the United Center since being moved during this year's trade deadline. Mike is in Carpentersville, and it's pretty ironic that's where he's at because that's kind of part of the answer. So, Mike, who is the only Blackhawks player that was traded that Hawks fans are going to be able to see once again? Ryan Carpenter, and he's playing for Calgary Flames. That's absolutely right. Mike, I mean, have you been in Carpentersville your whole life? Uh, No, for 23 years. You know it was named after Ryan Carpenter, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you have enough evidence to dispute that, but uh, 23 years, that's almost that's just one more than Ryan Carpenter's number, too. So we got a, a lot of little coincidences there. <laughs> Mike, thanks thanks so much for listening okay. and calling in. All righty. All right, that's Mike from Carpenter. Enjoy the Boikies. Yeah, he's he's going to go home with the Boikies prize pack. Again, Boikies, it's Biltong, it's not beef jerky. It's... Are you sure Carpentersville wasn't named after Ryan Carpenter? Again, I, I don't think that there's any way we can prove that okay. it was not. So right. I, I would go ahead and say that. I would name a town after Ryan Carpenter. I, I really did it. He was another guy that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And um, just a guy that came in, knew his role, always provided his role, never asked for more. Um, he, he played so much on the penalty kill, uh, just such a valuable piece, another valuable piece to this team, but just kind of a guy that goes under the radar. You know, he's a fourth line grinder, but, uh, another guy I think is well liked in the, in the dressing room and, uh, it's going to be tough to see him go, but that's a move the Blackhawks have to make. Yeah. Serviceable and, and just the type of, of depth guy, a team like Calgary, it's perfect. It's a perfect fit for him. Uh, they're sitting atop the standings in that Pacific Division, and uh, I think uh, he's going to be a, a nice little piece for them moving forward. Does all the dirty work, not out there in the spotlight, and uh, you know they made a couple of other nice moves at the at the trade deadline a few weeks ago, picking up Tyler to Foley and um, then Kali Yarncroak uh, last week too. So uh, they're beefing up for the for the playoff push here and I think they've made a couple of nice pickups as well. It will be fun to see all the former Blackhawks and see how far they go and again I, I'm sure Hawks fans are going to quickly become Minnesota Wild fans once uh, the playoffs really get rolling and it looks like uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is was uh, wearing the green uniform but sticking with the beige pads so that's it fits yeah. you know it's 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 not like uh, well there's a little red in that Minnesota Wild that's uniform true. too that would have worked I'm sure black would have been fine but uh, yeah the the brown, the brownies are, are going to work just well. And let me just applaud you for the video today. Finally, getting Plankton involved <laughs> in the Boykies and uh, Blackhawks live promotional video today. It was good to see the cat. I miss him so much, and uh, it was it was good to see him as part of uh, part of your vid today. I was uh, I've been trying to get the cat in here to the station, but for whatever reason, they're just not uh, very welcoming for uh, allergy reasons or something. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, sell my soul every week just a little bit more to uh, promote the show, so uh, happy to do and it. what a soundtrack, too. I, uh, <laughs> my, my eyes started welling up. We'll talk more about Marc-Andre Fleury leaving. We got news next with Steve Ruxton. More Blackhawks Live next, coming up on 720 WGN. Moving along on Blackhawks Live. Thanks for sticking around with us as we break down the Blackhawks trade deadline and their moves. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. The Blackhawks no longer have the future Hall of Fame goaltender of Marc-Andre Fleury. He's been traded over to the Minnesota Wild. In return, the Blackhawks received a second-round conditional pick. There's a chance it could be a first-round pick. And Ryan Carpenter has moved to the Calgary Flames. In return, the Blackhawks get a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, excuse me, in the 2024 draft. So the Blackhawks and Kyle Davidson stocking up on their draft picks 
Um, there's a chance that they will not have a first-round pick next year, and honestly, it's probably likely still, uh, again, unless Minnesota makes it to the Western Conference Final. Uh, but then they would have a first-round pick, a second-round pick, two, three, uh, two third-round picks, They wouldn't have a fourth or fifth round pick because those were traded in the Brandon Hagel deal, I believe. And then uh, sixth and seventh, but then we're talking two first round picks the following two years. Uh, two second-round picks next year, they're, and they're stocking up on the future. Yep, and uh, yeah, again, it's, it, that doesn't mean the Blackhawks won't eventually wind up with a first-round pick. Who knows between True. the end of the season and the draft, uh, and and when Kyle has a chance to sit down after the season with all of his players, he'll get a greater sense of uh, who wants to be around for this in the long haul and who doesn't, and uh, if some veterans don't who are under contract, perhaps he goes shopping around and gets something in return. We're going to play some of the sound of Kyle Davidson. We have uh, spliced up the entire interview, so we're trying to just categorize it, and we've put all the questions that were asked to Kyle Davidson about Mark andre Fleury. All of the questions and the answers haven't been edited, but the order of which the questions were asked may have been a little bit, so if you hear anything that maybe sounds a little unusual, that's why, but uh, here is... Kyle Davidson responding to the trade of Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, we, we worked together on that. It was it was a very open, collaborative process. Uh, and Minnesota obviously was a very favorable location for him. And, and so we're, I'm, I'm glad we could work out something that worked for the Wild and, and Mark and also the Blackhawks. So I think it, it worked out for uh, all parties. Can you go into the, just the negotiations with Minnesota and see what the creative deal? Uh, was, it, was it a lot of back and forth? Was it a tough negotiation? I, there wasn't a ton of back and forth. I think it really materialized more so this morning than anything. Um, yeah, it's, it's, my, my stance was pretty clear on, on what, I was, what I was looking for. And, and uh, I think we kind of found a nice balance between what what we were both looking to do and and so it wasn't wasn't too uh too in-depth or too prolonged or anything like that it was just pretty to the point and boom 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 and i think the the uh you know the pressure of the deadline approaching really kicked everything into high gear so yeah how did that how did that uh, process with glory play out did, did you go to him and, and when uh, yeah i don't know when but uh my my whole process was I didn't want to engage in anyone with anyone that uh, he wouldn't approve. I didn't I didn't want to uh, f- force the player's hand by coming to him with something that he wasn't going to be amenable to. So it was you know it was just kind of figuring out you know where where was uh, a desirable location and then getting a, uh, something done there. So. Did you ever have a talk before you or is that you didn't pull up? Did you ever have a talk? Did you ever reach the point of maybe would you like to extend it for one more year? Did you ever get to that point? Uh, we, we never got to that point, no. No, it, would never, it never got rose to that, uh, that point of discussion, no. On Flurry, you said you didn't want to engage with the teams that they yeah. did not want to go to. So you, did you kind of have that a list of, of, of potential suitors and you just kind of approached them or how did that... Yeah, it was it was more so letting people come to us, and and then we'd go from there. So that was that was the process. I I I, I didn't want to be uh, out in the marketplace pushing him around everywhere, and so it was much much more passive than that. Just out of respect for Mark and 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 not 
you know throwing him all over the league I, I think we just kind of let it come to let it come to us and then and then just uh keep keep the player and the the player representative in uh in the loop uh, as things came about what's your thought process of uh, still playing flurry yesterday yeah we we just didn't have anything tangible to or purpose to sit him out uh, it's something that you're always thinking about and you're always considering but if if there's nothing that's far enough down the road or or something that you think might be threatened then they're Chicago Blackhawks and they're going to play so uh, that that was the thought process yeah with your goaltending situation at least for the immediate future with uh, who's going on this trip is it going to be Someone uh, in particular who's going to take the uh, the backup role? Yeah, Colin Dealey is going to join us uh, on the on the trip today. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to be back and forth between him and? Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and no, it, it's not going not going to be that way. Just given the NHL rules oh. with with limited recalls after the trade deadline, um, we'll be sticking with Colin as our backup, and and Arvid will. Uh, be the, the starter in Rockford as they, they push for a playoff spot down there. So Colin Delia will be returning to the Blackhawks. We'll probably be seeing a lot of him and Kevin Lankinen, but this is also a good thing for Kevin Lankinen because mm-hmm. uh, he can finally start to get a little bit of rhythm in between the pipes. Um, and he got to learn from Marc-Andre Fleury for a handful of months, which he seemed very, very excited to do at the beginning of the season and as the season continued. He was the workhorse last year, and uh, the future seemed bright, and the Blackhawks decided to go ahead and try to go for it last offseason by picking up Marc-Andre Fleury. Now Kevin Lankinen is back at uh, the main seat at the dinner table here for these last 19 games. So uh, let's see if he can get back to at least the form we were seeing for most of the season last year before I think he ran out of a little bit of gas. And Colin Dealey, good for him that he is going to get the S opportunity. It's the right move to let Arvid Soderblom get the bulk of the rest of the season down in Rockford, get that under his belt. And let's all remember that Dealey is, an, uh, Dealey is a free agent. Lankinen is a free agent as well. So this is a position where the Blackhawks need to make some important decisions, and maybe Lankinen can help them make that decision about where the future lies in the blue paint here. Off the air, we were talking about our buddy Troy Murray, and uh, he had made the acknowledgement uh, a few weeks ago, tell me another NHL team, this one the Blackhawks had, Marc-Andre Fleury, tell me another NHL team that has two more positive goaltenders than the Chicago Blackhawks with Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen. Right. I mean, Le- Kevin Lankinen's finally, finally looking like he's getting the shot to have his claim as the 1A goaltender in, for an NHL team. And then they go and they acquire the Vesna Trophy winner. But uh, all he was was smiles about it and uh, looking forward to uh, learning from him. And, uh, you know, Colin Delia is a positive guy, too. And I'm sure it's nice for him to finally get a little bit more stability for a, a spot in the NHL level. Um, you know, nothing set in stone or anything, but we've known the roller coaster and the constant Uber ride he's had in between <laughs> Rockford and Chicago. So I'm sure uh, this helps him a little bit. Too. Yeah, he's been playing a little bit better down in Rockford lately. So good on him. He gets this little bit of a, a reward here. So it's proving ground time here over the course of uh, the last five weeks or so of the season to uh, see if uh, someone is uh, worthy enough to stick around. And if the Blackhawks decide to move on from everybody here, I don't think Arvid Soderblom is necessarily going to be ready 
to be an NHL goaltender full-time next season. So uh, Lankinen's the, the guy I really want to see with regular work to see if, you know, he's been kind of touch and go in this backup role this season. And uh, now that he's, I think, going to get the bulk of the playing time for the remaining 19 games, whether he can get his feet back under him and, and show everybody now with another year of experience under his belt, granted not as much in the net uh, to make himself a, a potential number one goalie in this league. We've still got to hear Kyle Davidson's comments on the Brandon Hagel trade, so one more break and we'll get to that when we come back. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Finishing up Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. It is the post-trade deadline edition of Blackhawks Live. And the, What are we going to talk about the final five weeks now? Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about a lot of developments, uh, a lot of uh, growth from some of these young players and uh, we'll be we'll be on Minnesota Wild watch how well that the Minnesota Wild are doing. Yeah, I was just looking up their schedule. Two on the road against Nashville, uh, whom they are really tied with points-wise. Minnesota holds the tiebreaker now, forcing Nashville into a wild card. Two road games against the Preds. They also have two road games against St. Louis, whom they're trying to chase down for the second spot in the Central and they have two home games against conference-leading Colorado. So, Blackhawk fans, Maybe buy your Minnesota Wild jerseys a little bit sooner than you wanted to. <laughs> why don't we? Uh, why don't we see a Minnesota Wild Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup matchup? So then Blackhawks fans don't have to choose too hard uh, who to root for. Speaking of that, because that's where Brandon Hagel is now a teammate, or rather a member of. And uh, Kyle Davidson had talked about the Brandon Hagel trade for the first time since it happened earlier today. I certainly wasn't actively trying to trade him. No, no, but he's. I think I said at our availability a few weeks ago, he's a desirable player. We liked him. All the fans loved him. I understand that. And, and, you know, I think any team that he ended up on, the fans would love him there too. And and obviously teams around the league really found value in in his style of play. And and so it just kind of came up organically and, and it wasn't something... Or someone that I was necessarily just shopping around trying to. Is, it, is there a selling high to how well you were playing? Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess in a way, but I, I think that's who Brandon is. I don't I don't necessarily see him as as this was a peak that he was not going to be able to sustain. I think this was this was what we saw was who Brandon Hagel was, and it's a very desirable player, very useful player to any team in the league, and and so I think that's why we were able to get good value for him. With the Hagel trade, what did you, I, I guess, weigh between, uh, obviously, the graphics come back and you're looking at a four- or five-year process, possibly, and then having Hagel under contract for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I guess, what went into the things Yeah, with with Brandon in particular, that was that was a difficult one, but something that the, the value proposition was just too high not to move forward with in, in, in the endeavor to acquire high-end, assets and talent uh the two first round picks as well as two legitimate nhl players that are still early in their 20s was just something we couldn't pass up and and as we look to build a team that can sustain success down the road i think that was uh something we just couldn't say no to worry at all that uh you know the way he was regarded in the locker room and worry for this for that matter too that they consider that part of the team identity and that kind of away from the team and not them. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's always that's always difficult because a lot of times the players that have value are players that the other players enjoy too. And and that was not lost on me and that's the difficult part of making changes and and building for the future as well. Is is there's frustrating aspects that come along with moving good people, 
good players out of a locker room, and uh, that that is difficult, but it's it's a necessary uh, part of the process. So, you yep. constantly talk about transparency being a big mm-hmm. aspect of being in this yep. role. A lot of players were pretty vocal about Brandon Nickel what meant this. Mm-hmm. Find it necessary to, to talk to the team about it at all? Or? In some instances, absolutely, you have to address it with 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 the team or, or certain players in in some respect. But I, I was, as you said, I was I was very honest about what we were going to do and what we are setting out to do. And so, unfortunately, there are some, you know, maybe not every decision is popular with with everyone. And, and I understand that 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 comes with the territory of making difficult decisions and and looking at a more long term. Uh, plan and view that that is what my responsibility is and that's not necessarily what everyone's responsibility is and so um, there there is a, a requirement for transparency uh, but along the way there's there's just dis- difficult decisions that aren't going to make everyone happy and and that's that's just kind of the what happens in this role so Kyle Davidson went ahead and talked about Jonathan Taves' reaction to the trade as well after that because Jonathan Taves was clearly one of those people not happy with the trade, got uh, pretty honest with Mark Lazarus of The Athletic and you know kind of was having trouble see why a guy like Brandon Hagel doesn't fit in a rebuild. Kyle Davidson was pretty honest as well, saying uh, it, Jonathan's a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. It's not too surprising that that was his reaction, but... Um, you know, it's it's okay to have differing opinions at this point. And, and I agree with Kyle Davidson. When the Tampa Bay Lightning come to you with this amount of trade assets, you got to pull the trigger. Yep. And uh, like I said a little bit earlier, uh, Brandon's contract will be coming up a couple of years from now. Who knows where the Blackhawks will be at that point. I just hope he goes and wins a, either he or Mark Andre Fleury goes and wins the Stanley Cup with their respective teams uh, this year because uh, that's that's a wonderful opportunity for that kid for as hard as he has worked we'd love to have have it happen with the Blackhawks but uh, now he's going to get a, a very good opportunity to help uh, the Lightning to a three peat he's a guy that's made for the playoffs too. Yeah. Just an energy spark plug, create offense. Uh, Very, very cool. All right, big thanks to everyone for this week's show on this trade deadline episode, especially uh, Kyle Davidson, who uh, saved some time for the media earlier today, our producer, Curtis Koch. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Tuesday. Talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, Chris is always on top of the schedule. I never know when we're talking next. I have to know. (laughs) And. as uh, the Blackhawks have a handful of games, they're heading out west. Steve Ruxton has the news next. After that, it's Eye on Travel.